We are going to be doing um, this series on the cross, and the first one Evan is going to share uh, this morning. I wonder whether we could just go back to that overhead fill of the song that we were singing. Because the sinless Savior died, my sinless soul is counted free. This is what we were just singing. For God the just is satisfied to look on him and pardon me. I'm just going to pray. Father, we just thank you for Jesus dying on the cross. Thank you for this opportunity to hear about you, Lord. Just pray, Lord, you open our ears, open our eyes, help us to receive something from you and understand something more this this, uh, this afternoon that will touch our hearts. In Jesus' name. Isaiah 53, okay. Why don't you just stand up? Somebody wants, uh, uh, some people like people to stand up when they read the Bible so that we can distinguish what is God's word from our words. So let's close our eyes, if you don't mind, as I just read out these verses. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. And as a root out of dry ground, he has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He's despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Thank you, Nick. Good afternoon, everyone. It's really a great pleasure to um, the Word of God today. Before I, we go ahead, I would like to make a prayer that the Lord may help us to understand how to take into our hearts what He's going to tell us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your blessings. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you show us your statutes, your love and mercy you have for us. In Jesus' mighty name. While I was preparing for this talk, one particular verse that really is striking my heart was this, Isaiah 53, 5. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The testament of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Our Lord Jesus Christ went onto the cross voluntarily. He took everything on him. I want to give you a story of what happened to me. When I was about 12 years old, I am 52 now. I am from Ecuador. In Ecuador, 70% more or less of the population are Indians, 
descendants from the Incas. And they have their own rules. They have their own law. One of the laws is that if someone gets caught by doing something bad, they will take them, they will whip them, and strike them. They punish them in their own ways. When I was 12 years old, there was a news in our city that a taxi driver was, was killed and the taxi was stolen. And it happened to be that the place where my parents, they used to go from the city to the small town where we had a market on the weekends, we used to travel there. It's like about six hours from the city. The Indians caught them. They found those criminals who killed the taxi driver. There were 10 communities in that province. And from that week, every community has been punished in them for the crime they committed. By the Friday when we went with my parents to the market that they used to take place on Saturdays, we were traveling in buses, cars, and everything as the normal, you know, there is the old uh, markets as we have here. And many people would go. I remember going down into the, the mountains and there was a big open space. Far we could see. There were like 3,000, 4,000 Indians. We could see from far. The, the place was around two kilometers by three kilometers wide. And there were like many of them. When we arrived there, they stopped every car and they said, everyone get off. We got the criminals here. And I want everyone to see what they have done. And we're going to show you how we do here with those who commit a crime. The people said, but uh, there are children here. They can't see, you know, it's something dramatic. that they... No, no, no. Everyone. There is no escape. So they put us all around them. A big circle they made. And there they were. The criminals. I remember standing with my parents and all the people around. And from here it's like three, four meters away. And they began to whip them and telling them what they've done. And I remember the mans were trembling with the pain, with the stripes. They were coming blood from them. They were repenting from that. But they committed the crime. And they were telling them, look, that is what you've done. You did wrong with that person. The family members were there crying and with sorrow and pain. I remember. And it stuck for the rest of my life that when I was reading the word of God here, he says, and by his stripes we are healed. Our Lord Jesus Christ went to the cross not because he commit a crime. As the criminals next to him, they said, we are here because we deserve. We commit a crime. But our Lord did not do that. He went there because he loves us. That immense love that he has for each one of us. He doesn't love us in a mass. He loves us individually. He took that the stripes that mockery 
for each one of us. The cross is a symbol of love for us all. The cross is a symbol of foolishness for some. But for us, it's a safe place to be. One thing is to look on a, on a, on a TV or we are, as we're listening, we just think about that. We watch here a movie on Friday. It was a lot of, you know, things that they were in a war. But one thing is seeing it. And that's what is really strike my heart. When I remember, I said, because of my sins, the Lord went on the cross. His mission was to come into the world. As John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish. He doesn't want us to be perish or go to condemnation, but he wants us to follow him. Go to that cross with passion, with love. He says, that love is too high, too wide, you know, too deep to understand. What the only thing we can do is just to repent from all our sins and change direction and follow him. The Lord says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one comes to the Father except through him. So I encourage each one of us to really meditate in your heart and repent. Lord, I am here, empty. As I said, the Lord, empty and naked, but please forgive my sins and help me to follow you. Take up your cross and follow him. We'll all heart it. Maybe you know that I run a little coffee shop here in North London with my wife. And I have the privilege to share the gospel with some sometimes. And I remember a lady came once and she said she has uh, asiatica and she was in real pain. She has two children, one of the parents in the school that is close by. As she mentioned that, I remember the word of God. And I said, look, if you like me to pray for you, I am happy to do that. And she was kind of a bit doubted at that time. And uh, the little boy said, come on, ma'am, come on, let's go. So she said, look, even tomorrow I make I probably, I will pop in and then see. I said, okay, so she left. Two days later, she came back again. After a while talking, and I offered her again. Would you like me to pray for your healing? Because the Lord says, by his stripes we are healed. I am confident that he can heal her if I pray with reverence and with believing in my heart. He can do that. But she turned to me and said, Look, I have thought about that and I have decided that God is not for me. I did not feel offended, but I felt hurt. There was another lady 
Likewise, I shared the gospel with her, and she said, Why would the, why would Jesus die on the cross for me? I am a good person. We are not good person. We are sinners. And here the word of God in 1 Corinthians 1.18 came to life, what it says, For the message of the cross is foolish for those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The word of God came to life. I've seen it. People rejecting our law until now. I encourage you to take heart that they will come when we're going to be in the presence of God. We're all going to be in presence whether you believe or you don't believe. We will be one day. Another one is the, the cross is a place of peace. My neighbor next door, one day he says, Ivan, could you make a coffee for me? I said, okay. So, because he is in the shop, he cannot come. So I took the coffee and I went to drop him in his place. As he came out, I, was, I have a little cross and I like that cross, he says. I want to tell you one thing. Last year, I went with my family to Rome. The man says, my neighbor. And we visit one of the churches in Rome. It was beautiful, he says. The, the church was very nice. But one thing that struck me, he says, when I went there, I saw this massive cross, like this. I saw, he says, and I was stunned by that. I sat down, and it gave me peace in my heart, he says. I didn't want to leave that place. My family had to drag me out. Why he felt like that? Because Jesus died on the cross. He gave us that peace. I have a quote that I found on the internet and it really touched my heart that it says, the power of the cross of Jesus Christ reconciles humanity with our Heavenly Father. In Jesus Christ, we find forgiveness of sin. He has risen from the dead to give us new life in Him. In the risen Lord Jesus, we are a new creation. We are a new creation. I am very excited one day when we will go and meet him. And I want to hear, I encourage you all to have that passion as well. That when the Lord says, welcome, my good and faithful servant, come into the kingdom of God. We can do nothing but we can believe in him. Because when he was on the cross, he says, it is finished. Think about that, the time when, when the Lord said to our God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It was the time when God turned his back to his son. And he said, took everything for us. What a terrible day it was for him. I remember when I was six years old, my mom dropped me in a school. At that time, we didn't have a reception or, or you know, these things. 
But it was the first or second, first day at school, I, I believe. And uh, I was expecting that she would come later on to pick me up. When every pa- everybody came and everybody left, and eventually I being left by myself there. That was the terrible day. I felt lonely. I felt like I was so small and the whole world was so big. Can you imagine? It's only a glimpse of the thing that we may feel. So many people are dying now, lonely. They are famous people. They are rich people. But they don't know what they are missing. They are missing Jesus Christ. He took it all. I also encourage you, if you have the bread of life, now we have all. We have the fountain of water. Share it with the people. Look how many we are here. Share it. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. It's wonderful to know how much he has loved us. If you think, how how can I understand that? It is too great, too big. Can you imagine when someone maybe is driving and, and you get a fine? Last week I I, I read on, on this uh, neighbor, it's called uh, neighborhood or something like that, where they tell about the things that is happening in the neighborhood. And this lady got a fine of 1,200 pounds. She was really distressed and upset that I just passed. I didn't see the camera and they, week after week they gave me 1,200, he says. Can you imagine if someone went and paid for her that 1,200 pounds? She would have been delighted. That is nothing comparing with what Jesus did on the cross for each one of us. He took it all without retaliation. The angels were ready to strike and he said no. The centurion gave him the, the sour wine and he rejected. Because if he did, he would have seized the pain that he wanted to get or take on our behalf. The amazing love. That is true love. There is nothing compared with that. I just want to encourage you to enrich yourself with the word of God with the promises that he is telling us. Bit by bit, as Nick was telling us earlier about, yesterday is gone. Today is the day of salvation. Today, live the moment. Every moment, give to the Lord. Tomorrow, we don't know. If we wake up, many people may not. But, I encourage you to Take hold of these verses and, and meditate. One thing is to read, but meditate. Ask the Lord, Lord, show me. Show me in my heart how much you have done on me. And he will in your heart. He will in things that around you, what happens around you. And tell others. A year and a half, two years ago, I, I remember receiving a news from my auntie back home. She, out of the blue, start 
with an amazing stomach ache. They took her to hospital, and then they diagnosed her with a terminal stomach cancer. The doctor says, we can't do nothing, it's finished. She was devastated, and the whole family devastated about that news. I managed to make a phone call with her, and I talked to her about the law. I said, Auntie, it's not too late to come to the law. I want you to hear what Jesus did on the cross for you. I read the Gospels. I can't remember what I read. And she heard with an amazing passion she heard. She was desperate. She said, please help me. I said, Auntie, just pay attention with God, what Jesus says to you. I read the Gospels for about five minutes. And she said, it's wonderful to hear the word of God. And she made a statement, what really, really strike me. She says, you know, I feel very bad. He says, all my life and all of us, she says, we have lived just like animals without knowing the word of God. And there is a passage in the, in the word of God, which I don't remember now, but it says, don't live like an animal that he does not understand. She made the, the statement very clearly. But I say, until you receive the Lord, and you will be in paradise with the Lord. By the grace of God, she did receive. About two or three weeks after that, I spoke to her, she passed away. I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that she is in heaven with our Lord Jesus Christ. So I encourage you from today, we're going to do, as Nick says, a series of of about the cross. And we are approaching to Easter. Please read the word of God, Isaiah 53, one verse a day maybe. But meditate, think how the Lord was on the cross, how he was the process of, since they captured him, everybody abandoned him. And he was on his own on the cross because he loves us. Individually, he loves us so much. We can ask, Lord, please reveal to me that love that I would have, I would like to have that glimpse. So I'm going to pray now and I just ask the Lord that he will give us that revelation in our hearts, mind and spirit to how much he loves us and take hold of that in you. And please also, I, I really encourage you to, to share. Share with those who don't know. The Lord says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are fewer. Let's do something, a little bit. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your incredible love you have for us. Reveal us, Father, in heaven how much you love us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, our Lord Jesus, died on the cross for each one of us. That one day we will be in paradise with our Heavenly Father. I pray that
You protect us, you guide us, Lord, and you cover us, each one of us, with the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the message of the cross, Lord. In Jesus' wonderful name, I pray. Amen. Thank you. Amen. It's going to be good these uh, weeks we've got to just kind of consider um, what Jesus has done. And uh, Vans opened up a fountain, really, in Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 is a book that we can read over and over and over again. There is so much in there. He really just focused on a couple of verses from there. Um, I thought it might be good, since we've got a a little bit of time, uh, to just think about the cross and maybe talk a little bit uh, about the cross kind of between ourselves. One of the things that that I've noticed uh, over the last few years about the cross is when I first became a Christian, I just thought um, that that it would that God put our sins on Jesus on the cross. Jesus died, took the punishment for our sins, and we were forgiven. Um, And that is amazing, and that's the most important thing of all. Um, But it was actually so much more than that and uh, a great deal of the New Testament is is actually taken up with the story of the cross chapter after chapter after chapter after chapter there's a huge focus on that so it's like there's so much for us to discover I thought I just might just quickly mention them and then we could uh, break up into to, to, to groups um, and just uh, talk amongst ourselves and say what do you understand about the cross or what what do you think what do you value most about the cross? But Jesus, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he swept blood. Uh, uh, he was so anxious. It's like he took our anxiety on himself. He was mocked. He allowed himself in that whole cross experience to be mocked. How many people here have been mocked by others? Uh, he was actually spat upon. That's a really horrible thing. I remember as a teenager that happening to me as a before I was a teenager, as a kid, being in fights and whatever, and, and, and being spat on is a really horrible thing. Um, but he did that for, for us. He was bullied by the soldiers. He was despised by the authorities. He was, he, he was dishonored, really. Um, it was all very unjust, wasn't it? And we suffered injustice, and Jesus was completely unjustly crucified. He was rejected by his friends, and, and we felt rejection, haven't we? It's a horrible thing, isn't it, to be in a group and feel that you're the one that's been rejected. Um, he was punished for our peace. It says here in Isaiah 53, he had stripes on his back for our healing. So he was identifying with sickness. Um, he was wounded for the transgression, for all the things that we've done wrong. Bruised for our iniquities. And that word iniquity means evil, really. It's that evil in us that, that, that makes us sometimes sin, even though we know it's wrong. We don't really want to do it, but there's something in us. And Jesus took that on, to, on the cross. He carried all our grief, and sometimes we're consumed by grief, aren't we? And and he was separated, as Ivan uh, explained so well, so that we could be with him. All those amazing things happen, and we're going to look into those in more detail. Uh, but I just want to pray again, and then maybe uh, just for a few minutes, we could just uh, maybe just turn around with two or three people and just say, 
What does the cross mean to you? And then pray a prayer for each other. Lord, over these weeks, show us what you really, show us what really happened. Show us what, what, you know, because sometimes we hear all these things, we're untouched in our hearts. But this year, Lord, may it be different. Could I understand more about the cross? Father, we just want to thank you, Lord. I want to thank you for uh, the prophet Isaiah all these hundreds of years before uh, explaining the cross to us, Lord, in words that are almost more clear than the New Testament, um, that he saw into the future and saw what was happening on that day, Lord. Father, we pray um, that you, we thank you, Lord, for Evan's words this morning and for your words in the scriptures, Lord. Father, could these sink in to us, Lord? Could we appreciate them? Could we value them? Father, we pray. We pray for light in understanding, even as we talk amongst ourselves, Lord. Father, we pray you give us more light and understanding um, on the cross. Amen. Amen. So let's do that now. And then um, whenever you got to go home or whatever, that's fine. But uh, it would be good just to, just to talk a little bit um, about um, what Evan's been teaching us.